This portion of the show is brought to you by Kim Dawson at Nova Home Loans. This is the Jeff Orvid Show. All right, welcome everyone. Thanks for listening. Jeff Horvitz here. Happy to be here with you today. Beautiful Northern Arizona afternoon, at least where I'm at. I'm down in the Verde Valley. I've got the door open, windows open. So if you hear a dog start barking or something like that, or a chicken clucking, uh, you know what's going on. Uh, I know it's been a bit windy up in Flagstaff, though, and uh, at the end of this hour, Olivia and Angela are going to finish up the uh, oh, last uh, you know, five to ten minutes of the show. They've got something they want to talk about, a couple of things they want to talk about, so stick around for that. They'll cover it from uh, Flagstaff up in the studio there. Uh, love to hear from you. As always, talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. I want to get you caught up on some things that happened this week, but also some new things. U.S. District Judge Susan Bolton uh, has ruled that Arizona voter law will stay in place. This has to do with something so controversial, such as showing your ID to be able to vote. Imagine that, right? Uh, I'll get you the details on that. Plus, uh, this is developing here today. uh, I guess five former Department of Education employees are accused and alleged to have defrauded the ESA, the Empowerment Scholarship Program, And it is interesting to watch how the media is running with this and the Democrats because, you know, they make it almost sound like, hey, the whole ESA system is absolutely rotten with 75,000 people. And we've got these five people who have been charged now with uh, potentially defrauding the system. The problem is that they're, they're in the government. They're the workers from within the system that the allegations are being made here. So I'll break that down for you. Uh, Let's talk about mushrooms here in Arizona. Yeah, mushrooms. Arizona Senate passed a bill to allow psychedelic mushrooms for therapy and other things like that, uh, and a bunch more. So stick around. I'll get you caught up in a couple of other bills that made it through the legislative session as well. Before I do that, though, I want to remind you that if you're looking at buying physical gold, and especially silver, I've really been looking at silver lately. I just made a purchase of uh, some silver eagles from Desert Gold Exchange. Uh, They've always made a process so easy for me and Angela to buy physical gold and silver and to make sure that we get the most gold and silver for our dollars, to convert our dollars into something else that I think has a little more long-standing value. Uh, If you want to buy physical gold and silver, I think you should learn about this and call Justin and his great team at Desert Gold Exchange. Learn about owning physical gold and silver. Find out how they keep their overhead low. They pass those savings on to you. They guarantee the lowest fees and commissions out there on physical gold and silver. 888-852-4343. That's 888-852-4343. Get maximum physical gold and silver for your investment. 888-852-4343 or go to desertgoldexchange.com. Okay, let's uh let's start with this one. So there was a law that was passed. It was Ducey, Governor Ducey was still in office, and the Arizona. This is the only way that these kind of things are getting would have gotten through because Governor Hobbs will never sign anything that has to do with voter security and election integrity, things like that. Uh, she's she's vetoed bills last year. She'll do it again this year. And there was a bill that was put in by the legislature to require. It's just, it's so simple. It's, it's it's a basic thing that you have to do every day in your life when you're 
out and about, if you want to get on an airplane, if you want to buy alcohol, if you want to buy cigarettes, uh, you name it, you have to show your ID. You want to check into a, a hotel. That's the first thing they ask for. Credit card and an ID. Credit card and an ID, right? So you think that voting and going to the polls and choosing the leaders of our country would require voter ID, you know, show your ID. So that's what the Arizona legislature did just a couple years ago. They passed a law that says when you show up at the polls, you have to show ID, right? And the whole point here is to make sure that people are legally allowed to vote. Uh, Are they legal residents of this country? Are they illegals? Did they just come on over the border and come over to vote? Uh, So anyway, this thing goes to court and they, they try to put a stop on this from, you know, requiring uh, voter ID when you go to the polls. Uh, so it goes through the court process. And today, or actually, I think it was late yesterday, Judge, uh, it's a U.S. District Judge, Susan Bolton, ruled that Arizona voters uh, do have to show ID. Here's some quotes from the decision. Considering the evidence as a whole, the court concludes that Arizona's interest in preventing non-citizens from voting— translated for you, illegals, and promoting public confidence in Arizona's elections outweighs the limited burden voters might encounter when required to provide documentary proof of citizenship, the judge wrote. Uh, She went on to say the court finds that uh, though it may occur, non-citizens voting in Arizona is quite rare, according to the judge, and non-citizen voter fraud in Arizona is rarer still, the ruling states, uh, but went on to say, while the voting laws are not likely to meaningfully reduce possible non-citizens voting in Arizona, they could help to prevent non-citizens from registering or voting. So let's see if the left flips out on this and get out your ID, show your ID. I don't think this is any big deal at all. And uh, it's good news. You know, it's always good, and we should applaud these judges when they get it right. You know, we focus on the things like that boneheaded judge in New York that said Trump uh, defrauded the investors, and you name it, all the, all the stuff that's going on with that Fannie, well, she's a DA, but the Fannie Willis thing, and, um, you know, her affairs and this and that. Um, but then here's a judge that actually that got it right, and um, I'm glad to hear that. By the way, I was listening to... Um, or I was reading another article, and they were talking about all the illegals in New York City. And this was never a problem for New York when places like Arizona and Texas and other states took up the burden of illegals. And, you know, we had many small communities throughout Arizona that were like our homeless shelters are overflowing from illegals. This, was, this has been happening for years, many, many years. And now it's finally, and I applaud DeSantis for... And, and Abbott and others, even Ducey started doing this for getting the illegals out and busting them or whatever they were doing to get them to these other states, because now it's a big problem there. Um, it's costing New York City, I was shocked to hear this number, $144,000 per person, per, per legal, per year to house these folks and to take care of these folks. $144,000 per person, per year. And there are thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands. And, and another interesting thing that came up in this article I was reading is that um, this number is actually counted 
as part of New York's you know, gross domestic product, America's gross domestic product, the cost to house and, and, and uh, facilitate these illegals, that government spending, your tax dollars, that actually gets rolled in and kicked in as gross domestic product, economic, they consider this economic growth. Uh, and if you wanted to actually do and judge and measure the economy, you'd strip out government spending, which, what, what, what were those numbers? I think it was uh, 50% if you count the local uh, if you count feds, local, state, government spend expenditures, it's like 50% of GDP is made up of government expend, uh, uh, spending. What would our economy look like if there wasn't government expending, which all comes from us? That's all our tax dollars being spent and, and mostly wasted. Perfect example right here, about $144,000 uh, per illegal to, to house them. And that's counted as economic growth, economic activity. And uh, it's not a positive. It's an absolute negative. Uh, if we strip this stuff out, I don't think the economy would look too rosy. One more thing that this article pointed out is the uh, Soviet Union used to, they in the 60s, 1960s, excuse me, it was actually a podcast, not an article. Uh, in the 1960s, the Soviet Union said they had such a vibrant, great economy. You know, they're going to bury the U.S. because their economy was so good, because their economic growth and their GDP was so good. It was all government spending, and then it all actually collapsed. So here we are doing similar things that the Soviet Union did back in the 1960s. 144,000 counted as economic growth. Absolute insanity. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Love to hear from you. Hey, if you want to get some great pizza, Head on out to my friends at Namarco's Pizza, voted Best Pizza and Wings in Flagstaff. Three locations. Uh, you can also get, they've got great salads there, craft beers, uh, wine. Uh, they've, they've got uh, the, the, um, um, the buffalo bread, great pizzas. Check it out. Stop on by there this weekend or get it for curbside pickup or delivery. Go to namarcospizza.com. That's namarcospizza.com. All right, um, five former... Department of Ed employees here in, in the state of Arizona have now been accused of defrauding the Empowerment Scholarship Program. Uh, the Attorney General of the state, Attorney General Chris Mays, alleges that five sought to obtain money through fraud, uh, going so far as to they they they, they created fake kids, uh, fake kids that were in the system, but. As you know, each kid gets around seven to uh, the state has it pegged at nine thousand dollars, somewhere between seven and nine thousand dollars through the ESA program. That's when you decide to take your kid and put them into a private school, and the funding follows them. And there's seventy-five, approximately seventy-five thousand kids now on this program in the state of Arizona. Now these five people who have been charged with and uh, that she alleges defrauded the system, created fake kids, and they created kids with disabilities because kids with disabilities get a lot more. We're talking, in some cases, tens of thousands of dollars um, you know, per kid to enter the ESA system. They're alleging that it, it totaled, for these five people who, um, who did this, $600,000 in funds that went from you know, the education system, the taxpayer dollars, to their, their pockets. Uh, the media and the Dems, they, like I said, are making it sound like the ESA system's rotten. Um, the issue is these people uh, were in the system. They were employed by the Arizona Department of Education. And uh, Superintendent Tom Horn, because they're kind of trying to put the blame on, on Tom Horn, he mentions that, hey, he notified the AG's office, according to reports I'm reading, 
and mentioned that he suspected something was going on. And he said that these employees were uh, hired and were holdovers from the previous administration, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Hobbs goes, or I'm sorry, Mays goes on to say, here's a quote, it was very easy for these individuals to do this, she said. We have to ask the question, are others replicating this? Uh, I believe it's high time for the legislature to put regulations in place to prevent the fraud we're seeing today, she said. But the, the, the problem is, and what she doesn't really jump up and down about, she's saying, hey, how we're out in the ESA system is, and you know Hobbs is doing the same thing. The Democrats in the legislature are doing the same thing. Uh, the public school unions are doing the same thing. This, this was not you know, people out there in the general public. These were allegedly employees within the Department of Education of, of where the fraud came from. So they try to paint these five people as, hey, here's the major problem. The ESA problem's rotten. There's 75,000 kids on this. So how many is that? It's, you know, 10, tens of upon tens of thousands of families, maybe 50, 60, 70,000 families that have kids in the ESA system. And their big highlight and their big spotlight is, oh, look at these five people that actually worked for the government that created fraud. And we're, the rest of us are creating fraud. How many cases are there? They, to, they pointed to three indictments last year that somebody uh, defrauded the ESA system. Okay, three plus these five government employees, I might add. Eight out of 75,000. And I'm sure there's some more, but they're, they're acting like this is happening all the time. How much fraud, abuse, and waste happens in our public schools that I don't see these guys highlighting very often? So we'll see what happens. We'll see how they continue to push, and I hope that the Arizona legislature, uh, the Republicans, continue to hold firm. We'll have one of them on. We'll have uh, Representative Joseph Chaplick will be on the program on Monday. Is that Monday? Yeah, Monday to give an update, and uh, maybe I'll ask him how the ESA program is going. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Send me a comment. Love to hear from you on that one. Um, Bill that made it through the Arizona legislature, and it's actually, I'm sorry, it passed the Arizona Senate. And it's heading over to the Arizona House. Uh, Governor Hobbs hasn't indicated whether or not she'll sign it or not, but it's a bill that would actually uh, legalize hallucinogens. So we're talking like mushrooms, things like that, you know, the, the magic mushrooms. Uh, so a bill to legalize hallucinogens. So some Republicans obviously supported this. Um, not as not like marijuana from what I'm reading. It's not like a, um, you know, recreational uh, mushrooms. I think Oregon did that, didn't they? But it's it's for treatment of depression, bipolar disease, uh, PTSD, and anxiety. Uh, now the bill heads over to the House to decide if they're going to support this thing and uh, and push it through. Uh, let's see. Oh, here's here's one that I think you'll be interested in. Um, I was reading this on uh, AZ Family. Actually, I'm sorry. This was from Associated Press, uh, kind of medical related. Remember how. You know, you couldn't even go. You had to be isolated uh, if you got COVID just a couple years ago. We seem to forget about all the COVID hysterics that happened in this country. And um, I, I think it was my son who got COVID. This must have been in 21 or even 22. And he, he went in and got tested, which was probably a big mistake. And it was one of those county facilities because we we're like, hey, what's going on here? And he tested positive for COVID. And the county health department actually called Angela to, to check on them, right? To do a check, right? And they were out hiking. 
Angela and, and Owen were out actually hiking. This must have been 2021. This health department person flipped out. I told Angela she should have just hung up right away. Like, you can't be out. They can't be outside. They need to be sitting in their room. They need to be totally isolated. Re- remember all that? You need to be isolated when you get COVID. And they, they just were, uh, you, you got, what, what was it, five days, seven days, whatever the crap they came up with before you could re-enter society. Well, just today, March 1st, uh, Americans who test this from AP, Americans who test positive for COVID-19 no longer need to stay in isolation. Okay, for five days, for five days, according to U.S. health officials, they announced that on Friday. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention changed its longstanding guidance saying that people can return to work or regular activities if their symptoms are mild and improving. So it's mild and improving. So you still got COVID, right? And it's been a day since they've had a fever. Okay. So you're kind of saying like what we were saying pretty much like during COVID, which was, yeah, I feel pretty good. I'm okay. I'm going to reenter society now. You know, I don't need you to judge this. And I don't need to be isolated for a bunch of days for something that eh, it's pretty much like the flu at the time. And now they're just basically admitting that it's just like that. No, you can just, yeah, you still kind of, you kind of got COVID, but you're okay. You, now it's okay. Now it's safe. You can just go on. So anyway, the change, continuing with this article, the change comes at a time when COVID-19 is no longer the public health menace it once was, according to them. It dropped from being the nation's third leading cause of death uh, to, where'd that go? Number 10. And I would question if it was the ever the third leading cause of death. Uh, you know, the, 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 the people were probably going to get a COVID strike. Did I still do that on the podcast? We might get that. Uh, you know, the people that were like riding their bike and they got hit by a truck and then, you know, fell off a cliff and, you know, clearly they were dead and then they got uh, tested for COVID and the listing was they died of COVID. Remember, <laughs> that might be an extreme example, but, you know, there was a lot of examples like that. So I question the, uh, just like I question all government numbers, if that uh, actually was the case. Okay, one more here. Um, this one in Florida. Uh, this is good news. The diversity, equity, inclusion, you know, the crazy nonsense that the left is pushing. Um, some places and a lot of universities and schools. I mean, there's public schools right here in Northern Arizona that are pushing DEI. Angela and I talked about that on the program yesterday. You should listen to that. You know, if you're deciding, do I fight to fix this school district or just get my kids the heck out of it and go to a different one? And we argued that FUSD, for example, that would be the one you just you know, get your kids to a different school unless you're into DEI and stuff like that. But DEI in Florida has basically been suspended in the public universities. Uh, Governor DeSantis has done a great job in trying to end crap like this. And what he did is he made it that in Florida that... You, it, it was a board of governors regulation for the, the, the school district. So the, the university board, like we have here in, in Arizona, uh, prohibited to expend money uh, in the university system on diversity, equity, and inclusion and on positions. So as of today, the DEI positions and administrative appointments, et cetera, et cetera, it's all been halted. And contracts to outside vendors as well that has anything to do with diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, those people have lost their jobs, I think. You know, did they get sucked up into the university? That's always the question. Did they just poke up somewhere else and now they're a little more stealth? 
Um, sometimes you got to wonder, are these things better out in the public, out in the open or, you know, in their own uh, departments like that, or, or, or do you, they get shuffled away and they, they're still infiltrating things from behind the scenes. But anyway, uh, at least directly uh, eliminating the expenditures for diversity, equity, and inclusion dollars to be used uh, in, in, in Florida's universities. I wish we would do that here as well. I wish we would take it a step further actually here in Arizona. You know, I've talked a lot about these sustainability departments that I think do absolutely nothing but suck money away from the public taxpayer. Flagstaff, for example, is sucking away $10 million a year, 5% of the city's general fund, 5% of, of the city of Flagstaff's general fund is going to the sustainability department for these people to think up stupid stuff. Uh, it's, 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 it's a job that really serves no productive means in our society other than coming up with ridiculous regulations because, you know, these people think the, the world is ending because of man-caused climate change. It's like that idiot attorney general in New York who, uh, and we hit this on Thursday's show, Angela and I did, who is suing beef processors because of the um, environmental um, degradation that the cows, the cows are causing due to cow flatulence. You can't make this stuff up. We've been talking about this for year, we, we, years. We, we've been saying they're going to go after cows. They're going to go after you know uh, the exhaust. I'm trying to be as polite as possible here. The exhaust from cows and try to sue for methane uh, exposure because that's causing global warming. I mean, that's just the dumbest thing that, 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 that you could ever think of. But yet they're doing it. They're, they're suing this meat processor for yeah, cow flatulence. Unbelievable. So stuff that was hitting like Australia and Europe and other places 10, 20 years ago is now finally starting to hit here. But good news. Yeah. Places like Florida fighting back. Uh, I wish we would get to that point here in Arizona, but we're pretty far from Florida, politically speaking, at this point. We'll see if Arizona is a purple state, a blue state, or a red state after this next uh, upcoming election. All right. Love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Uh, don't forget that uh, Angela and Olivia will uh, finish up the hour today. And uh, the last segment of the show, they're going to be uh, giving you some couple stories and, and filling you in on a, a great event as well. Um, and uh, so stick around for that. All right. There's an event actually going on. Let me pull this up tonight. It's happening pretty quick here uh, at um, Sheriff Mark Lamb actually speaks at 6 p.m. So show up a little before then, uh, maybe even as early as, you know, 5.30 or so. Get some food at the Rodeo Steakhouse in Williams. Um, Sheriff Mark Lamb, as you know, is one of the candidates running for the U.S. Senate here in the state. Um, and he is hoping to go up against Ruben Gallego. We don't know if Senator Cinema is uh, going to be in this race or not. She has one month from today to actually... Uh, put in the signatures that are required for re-election. She's been very, very quiet about anytime she's asked if she's running for re-election. She's not saying anything. I'm starting to think she may not be running. Uh, so you've got Sheriff Mark Lamb, who's a Republican. He's at the Rodeo Steakhouse. Obviously, he's facing off in the Republican primary with uh, Carrie Lake. And then one of those two is going to go off and face off against Ruben Gallego. Anyway, stop by the Rodeo Steakhouse. You want to see Sheriff Mark Lamb. You want to get a great steak. You want to enjoy Williams. Beautiful town. Love going out to Williams. Go to the Rodeo Steakhouse in Williams, 950 North Grand Canyon Boulevard. That's 950 North Grand Canyon Boulevard. Sheriff Mark Lamb will be out there. Um, you know, get out there by 530 or so. He'll be speaking by uh, right about 6 p.m. Again, that's 
the Rodeo Steakhouse in Williams, right there uh, by the Ramada Inn. Hang tight, back in a minute. If you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. You're listening to The Jeff Orbit Show. If you need your heater service, your HVAC system, and it's, it's kind of warm in the Verde Valley here today. Uh, I know we're going to get some cooler weather, uh, but we know we're turning the corner and warmer weather's coming. Get your HVAC system uh, inspected. I like to do that once a year. My heating system in Flagstaff, especially the cooling in hotter areas. Gettles High Desert Mechanical, family-owned company, brothers Adam and Ted Gettles. They've been servicing HVAC systems as heating and cooling throughout central and northern Arizona for over 30 years. They also do plumbing. Don't forget about the plumbing as well. I hear they do a great job on that. I haven't had a plumbing emergency lately, so hopefully, hopefully I don't got to call you guys at Gettles, but when I do, uh, I got your number. I put it on the fridge. I know. Put it in your phone, 928-567-2200. That's Gettles, High Desert Mechanical, Mechanical, HVAC, plumbing services. They'll take care of you. you know, service all the way to new systems, retrofitting systems, and brand new uh, systems, new construction. Gettles, High Desert Mechanical, 928-567-2200. 928-567-2200. Or go to Gettles, G-O-E-T-T-L-S, GettlesHDM.com. This portion of the show is brought to you by Diamond Auto Glass. Remember, get your rock chips repaired there, plus they do all new windshields for you. Get more information at thedifferenceisclear.com. All right, welcome back. Let me um, review a couple things that hit this week, some of the biggest uh, news issues here, at least in, in Arizona. Uh, weekly roundup, end of a very busy week. And don't forget the next segment. Uh, I'm down in Verde Valley. Angela and Olivia are up in the studio in Flagstaff. They're going to take over, and they've got a couple of stories they want to hit on, plus uh, an event going on tomorrow that Olivia wants to share. So stick around. They're their first time doing their own segment without me firing up the studio and everything. Good stuff. We'll see see how it all works. They're going to do just just fine. Uh, before I get to this, uh, one of the bigger stories of the week, which is has to do with our, the, our groceries, um, I want to remind you about Sportsman's Bar and Grill, uh, just north of downtown Flagstaff. Get great specials there. Their $4 menu is always hitting. They've got uh, great drink specials, all your sports action as well. Sportsman's Bar and Grill, voted best sports bar in Flagstaff, just north of downtown. Plenty of parking, though, right there in the Bash's Shopping Center. Stop on by. Also, don't forget about my great friends at the Blind Brothers. If you need new blinds, shutters, or shades, they're going to be able to help you out, just like they did for Angela and I. Got us all new uh, blinds and Flagstaff. They're awesome. Um, they, they lay out a whole bunch of options for you. They get you a great price. They even do the installation. Mention a Jeff Horvitz show. Get half off the cost of installation. Have the Blind Brothers do that. You need new blind shutters or shades. It's a great way to save energy as well with a great set of blinds, shutters, or shades from the Blind Brothers. 928-634-2423. 928-634-2423 or go to theblindbrothers.com. So yeah, this week, the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission uh, sued and joined 
many governors have joined in. I'm sorry, um, attorney generals have joined in, including, I guess, Chris Mays here in Arizona has had a, a busy week um, suing over multiple issues. Uh, so they basically sued to block the merger of Kroger and Albertsons. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because we did on uh, multiple shows throughout the week. Check out the podcast. Basically saying that the it's going to create a you know, unfair um, trade, um, you know, almost monopolistic type situation. That's what FTC and the, the, these AGs are claiming. Um, I, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm convinced of that, but let's see what happens here. Um, they say it's going to create higher prices for shoppers and lower wages for workers, but there still will be competition. We, we covered this a lot. I mean, you have Walmart, you have other places. It will be a very big company, though. $24.6 billion acquisition that Kroger's is making of, of Albertson's. So we'll see if this thing actually gets stopped uh, or if uh, they're able to go through once they go through the legal process. Okay, another thing that happened this week, let's switch over to some uh, bills that the Arizona legislature, the legislature is really starting to crank now because you're getting pretty late into the session. We'll have um, um, Representative uh, Chaplick on the program Monday to talk about uh, some uh, attempts to try to enforce immigration here in the state of Arizona by the state, uh, judging by a a judge's decision in Texas, though, they halted that and saying that Texas cannot use state, local law enforcement, state law enforcement to enforce uh, immigration. That's the feds job. Well, duh, but the feds uh, aren't doing their job. Uh, but here's another bill that made it through the legislature, House Bill 2570, Arizona Starter Home Act. Um, came, it's, it, it, it's working its way through the process, basically trying to make it so towns and cities have less regulatory ability to regulate housing through zoning, et cetera, et cetera, if they are a city that is larger than 70,000. So quite a, quite a few, Flagstaff, for example, would hit that threshold that they wouldn't be able to regulate the size of lots for single-family homes um, and a lot of other key factors that the state says will bring down the cost of housing. It probably will because there are a lot of local regulations that I've been saying this. It's kind of interesting to see in this past supposedly bipartisan 33 to 26, meaning a few Democrats joined on board, which is good news. Um, but I've been saying for years that housing prices are largely impacted uh, by the government. It's the government that's causing these high prices. Everybody's always said, oh, you got, you got to go after the developers, and blah, blah, blah. They're just making a percentage of profit on top of what all the costs are, and it gets really expensive. Uh, you've got local regulations. You've got federal regulations. You've got the federal banking system that pushes down interest rates, that push housing prices up because money's easier. All these fact, uh, scarcity of land, the feds own a bunch of lands, the states own a bunch of lands, your local municipalities own a bunch of lands and keep it off the books. Um, so all of these factors do come together. And largely, I, I, I've been saying this for years, like I said, the cost of housing is being pushed up artificially by the government. And maybe they're coming along. The Arizona legislatures may be coming along and saying, yeah, maybe there's something here. So we'll see where that goes. That will surely be opposed by the Arizona League of Cities and others. Uh, let's see. We talked a lot about the Senate bill to uh, 1183 to ban brass knuckles. That was in the news today. Again, some kid got beat up really bad, teeth punched out uh, because the other kid was wearing uh, brass knuckles. The attempt to make those illegal in the state has failed, though. Um, another bill that made it through the Senate process, though, 1628, did pass 16 to 12. This basically says sex is what is assigned at birth. It gets rid of the mention of gender. 
And because they're trying to get it so that, you know, we get back to that kind of age old thing that's been going on for a while, which is, you know, two genders, male and female. I don't know, crazy stuff. I guess times have changed rapidly. Uh, Senate Bill 1231 passed 16 to 13, totally partisan when you hear 16 to 13, all the Republicans voted for it, uh, which would allow Arizona law enforcement to arrest those here illegally. Uh, allows a judge to order deportation in the state of Arizona. Uh, we'll hit on that more Monday because I believe that Representative Joseph Chaplick is the author of that bill. Uh, so I, I'm for that, but there's already a federal judge in Texas who's knocked down Texas, uh, their attempt to do this uh, and enforce immigration as a statewide matter. One more here, SB 1151, that was Senator Kern, um, made it so and this is still passing through the process, it'll surely get vetoed by Governor Hobbs, uh, made it so that teachers can post the Ten Commandments in their classrooms. Mark Howitt and I talked about this on Tuesday's program, well worth listening back to. Uh, it, the Ten Commandments would enter a list, and Mark went over this complete list, of items that are allowed in the classroom, like the Constitution, things like that, Declaration of Independence. There was a list of like, I don't know, 10, 15 items or so. So the Ten Commandments would be allowed to be in there, which I think is a very good idea. I think we've got a problem in society right now with some basic things that the Ten Commandments surely could help uh, uh, make a better society, to say the least. Uh, teachers can decide to post it. They don't have to post it. It's, it's up to them in their classroom. I don't see anything wrong with that. All right, love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. That's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Uh, don't forget about uh, Kim Dawson over at Nova Home Loans. She's done a really good job for a lot of people when it comes to refinancing their home. Uh, I worked with her oh, about a year ago. We did an investment property. So she does investment properties, Kim Dawson and Nova Home Loans. They do uh, refinances. And they're also really trying to help people along who may be in a situation of a lot of debt when it comes to credit card debt, but maybe they own their home and they're refinancing everything together. Uh, one consolidation loan to try to get that monthly cost down. See what Kim Dawson can do for you. Give her a call right now. Kim Dawson at Nova Home Loans. Mention the Jeff Orvitz show. Get $250 off the lender's fee at closing. 928-310-6458. That's 928-310-6458. Or go to novahomeloans.com slash Kim Dawson. Kim Dawson, MLS 697411. Nova Home Loans, MLS 3087. BK number 090242. Equal housing opportunity subject to credit approval terms and conditions may apply. Olivia and Angela up next. They're going to finish out the hour and the week, and then we'll all be back Monday. listening to the podcast please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there if you're not listening to the podcast subscribe look up the jeff orbit show also on video rumble follow us there and on youtube subscribe we appreciate everyone who's done that this is the jeff orbit show As you can probably hear, it is not Jeff here. We have finally, I've finally done it. I have stolen the studio. Us girls have taken over. Yeah, we took over today. For a little while anyway. Yep. 
Just to kind of finish out the hour. Don't worry, he'll be back. But <laughs> we're here for our little update. All right. Well, I wanted to remind everyone that I'm having that Navajo taco sale Saturday, March 2nd, this Saturday. It's at 2501 North 4th Street, and you'll see the signs. So we're selling authentic Navajo tacos. We're doing a fundraiser for our school trip. So come, we're setting up around 10, and we'll be there for most of the rest of the day. We'll have fry bread, Navajo tacos, drinks. You can come meet me. Yeah. (laughs) You'll be there too. So, Yeah. (laughs) That'll be good. I'm actually looking forward to that because I haven't had a Navajo taco in a while. So. I know. It's been a really long I think time. That might be but lunch like I said, and dinner. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That'll be our food for the day. It's yeah. really authentic and yeah, it'll be really good. So come on over. Yeah. Help support a good cause. And what are you using the money for? Well, we're going on this school trip in April. We're going to California, the high school. And, um, we're like camping on the beach, we're going sailing, and we're going to Knott's Berry Farm, helping out with some charity, things like that. I think I heard that on the sailing trip, we might shoot cannons. Yeah. Or And then we're going on the um, USS Iowa. Yeah, that battleship there. Which is totally something Owen wishes he could do, but right. it's me. Yeah. And then um, you're go- the charity you're going to is some kind of like farm um, yeah, they, I think it supplies stuff. like the and some then of the they, food centers. They they grow all that stuff and then they put it in I don't know whatever bags or, or whatever mm-hmm. and then kind of distribute it out to the yeah. So local we'll be helping places. there for a morning. Yeah, so that'll be good. Yeah, so we're raising money for that. So yeah, and, we and appreciate trip, anyone who comes. This trip actually be, begins on Olivia's birthday. I know. I'll so be in a bus all day. You can. Uh, Give Olivia a nice birthday gift um, <laughs> by coming and getting a Navajo taco on Saturday. We'd love to see you. Yeah, that'd be great. All right. Well, um, I think we had a couple of interesting stories that you found mm-hmm. about um, some animal news because that's always fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, a while back, last year sometime, I had come across a story that the... Um, the zoos here in the U.S., any of them that had the giant panda were actually didn't belong to the zoo. Yeah, it was like panda on lease. <laughs> yeah, it was. They were literally like on loan from China. And so I guess, I mean, big, back in the 70s sometime when we were trying to get like better relationship with China, they they uh, sent us some giant pandas. And I think we sent them. What did, what was it? Like an oxen or something. <laughs> I'd rather have a panda. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. It was something kind of random, like that w- they wouldn't have in China, I guess. So, like here, take a cow or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> or they have cows, I should have looked that up because I don't remember for sure what animal it was. But anyway, um, so the one we when we were in Washington D.C. a few years back, we saw the giant pandas at the zoo at the National Zoo, and I was thinking at the time, well, um, you know, that's not something you see every day, and they don't have, you know, yeah, they don't exactly wander around and, here. And not every zoo has the giant panda. And so, anyway, as I was saying last year, I came across a story that they had asked for the giant pandas back. So the only one remaining in this country was in a zoo at a, in Atlanta, um, which not everyone can you know get over there. So it's kind of a bummer that they only have one place in the whole country. So uh, I just came across something today that says that they're kind of reevaluating their um, loan, and they. The San Diego Zoo is actually applying through the Game and Fish to um, get 
two giant pandas to go to the San Diego Zoo, which is good. Because, like yeah, I said, that's, that's not closer, something you see so every day. we can go see them. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, or no, not the Game of Fish. It's the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. They have to have a permit to get the pandas on loan. And then the San Diego Zoo has got to um, contribute money to China, of course, to help with panda conservation and well, with these disease giant prevention. pandas, and, there's like less than 2,000 left alive in the world. Right, because right, their habitat keeps shrinking. Uh-huh. And yeah, I was reading that the giant panda females are only like capable of reproductive time um, for 70, 48 to 72 hours per year. So it's like a very narrow window where they can reproduce. So they just don't have yeah, a lot might of have to new do with ones it. Born. That's really weird. Yeah. But. So that'd be cool if we get some giant pandas back in the U.S. I yeah, think. it definitely would. I think, yeah. So, what else we got going? Um, well, we were just like looking at fun animal stories. I saw something about a bunch of goats escaped into a neighborhood, and I was like, I wish that would happen in this neighborhood. <laughs> I love goats so much; I think they're adorable. I was just talking to someone that has goat or has had goats, milking goats. And she was like, man, that is legit. Like, you cannot go anywhere for, like, even a night because these goats have got to be milked all the time. And um, not 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 any everyone can do that. So it's like you can't even just, it's not like having your neighbor come check on, you know, the, the bird or the guinea pig in the house, you know, and just kind of, mm-hmm. hey, can you come over and, and pop a carrot in the cage? It's like, you got to find someone that knows how to milk a goat. Well, good thing I want a little boy goat with cute baby <laughs> horns. And yeah. <laughs> huh. Okay. Well, then maybe we wouldn't have the milking problem, but what would I be the like point of that? I do like goat cheese, though. Yeah, the goat Adorable-ness? cheese. Adorableness? They eat everything. That's cute. I yeah, want him to eat, curl like, up in my lap. t-shirts and... Weird stuff, though. Not just. <laughs> I mean, it would be nice to have them trim the grass. I guess exactly. They'll eat the weeds. <laughs> okay. Did they find the goats? Did they round them up? Oh, I don't know. I think so. Hopefully. I think it was just like a warning of like, if you see the goats, they're on the loose. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. So they did um, get the, all these goats back, and none of them were hurt. It was um, in Arlington, Texas, is where that was. So. It's a good they thing. should like wander. It's surprising though, like in in the city somewhere that that one of them wouldn't get out or or hit by a car or yeah or hurt in some way. So that's oh, good. That's good. good news. All right. Well, that's enough for the sour. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed our little um, stealing of the radio studio. And then if you want to meet us, come and get those Navajo tacos. We'll be there. Tomorrow, Saturday, March 2nd, 10 o'clock. And then email talkwithjeff at iCloud.com. We always appreciate those. And yeah, see you next hour. Maybe. We may or may not be there. You'll have to listen to see. The information provided on The Jeff Orvitz Show does not constitute legal, medical, financial, or tax advice. All information is the opinions of the host and guests. You should always seek the advice of a professional regarding any of these complex issues to make sure all circumstances of your situation are properly considered.
Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. This is The Jeff Orbit Show. 